Welcome to the Sex, Kids, and the Internet Show with Buddy Knight. Our show addresses real threats to families in the 21st century, internet pornography, online predators, and sexual immorality. Since we are talking about sensitive matters of an adult nature, please use headphones or make sure children aren't nearby, even if they're sleeping. Get ready to take some notes, grab your Bible, and discover how you can protect yourself, your marriage, and your children from threats facing us today. Ready? Let's go. Hi there, I'm Buddy Knight, and welcome to the Sex Kids in the Internet show. I'm the director of Knight's Quest Ministries, and for over seven years, I've been doing seminars nationwide dealing with internet pornography and predators and how to keep our kids safe. The ministry then expanded to talking about Christian sexuality and how to get kids to wait until their marriage and how to help people understand how to teach it to your kids because you're with your kids seven days a week. So we're going to be talking about these things. We're going to start off these first couple of months talking about sex kids in the Internet. And you may ask yourself, hold on, I'm listening to a Christian station. Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about sex? You know, Well, number one, the Bible talks about sexual sin and sexual purity. Sexuality starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. And so we need to understand not only what God says, but how do we apply it in our lives, just like we know about tithing, but we may go to Crown Financial or Dave Ramsey to learn how best to execute the goals that God has given us. We also have the problem that right now in America, the enemy owns the sexual battlefield, and he's taking prisoners left and right. The George Barna group, which does surveys, has shown that the attitudes towards sexual sin and the rates of adultery and divorce are exactly the same within the church as without the church. We haven't been given a good understanding of what the Bible says, and we're not equipped on how to protect ourselves and our families. So it's time that the church acted, not just to get in the fight, but through the power of Christ, we can take back the ground and restore morality and restore purity to the church, both for singles and married folks. Because the thing is, the church does have a problem. In November of 2007, an online survey by ChristianNet.net, a Christian media organization, found that of the respondents who claimed to be Christians, 50% of the men admitted to a porn addiction. No big surprise there. But 20% of the women admitted the same thing. 60% of them admitted significant struggles with lust. So it's a problem within the church, within those who are claiming Christ. And it's a problem that once you're involved with it, will destroy your witness and will impact your relationship with Christ. Because when you're involved in a sexual sin, there's not just guilt, but you've got a lot of shame. And even if you know Jesus will forgive you for whatever you do, because if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins. That's what the Bible says. But when we have a sexual sin, we really don't want to talk about it, even with God, who already knows about it. So that hurts our relationship. It hurts our witness. We also have the problem, especially with kids, but also with adults, of a syndrome I call monkey see, monkey do. As people become involved in pornography, if they're single, they're more likely to engage in sexual activity, especially young people. And that's a proven scientific fact. And if they're becoming sexually active, well, the sexual battlefield is different than it was when I was a kid in the 70s. Back then, if you had an STD, and we only used two letters for VD back then, you had two shots in two weeks, and you were fine. But today, we have a lot of incurable STDs. We have long-term problems. And the rates of infection from the Centers of Disease Control in Atlanta are horrendous as parents and as clergy when we think about it. 
Currently, one in four teen girls in America have an STD. Not one in four sexually active girls, one in four girls. 20% of sexually active men, 14 to 59, have herpes. And HPV, one of the most common STDs now, is not only linked to cervical cancer in women, but it's now linked to prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and other cancers in both men and women. Think about it. Glasgow Smith-Klein is not advertising for Baltrex at $100 million a year for a 2% problem. It's a big problem. So what we're going to do on this show is we're going to talk about what God says about sex and sexuality. And we're going to start off these first couple of months talking about the threat posed by 21st century technologies. When I was a kid, the big man on campus in eighth grade was whoever had Miss July or Miss October in his geography book. Today it's the kid who can tell you how to get past mom and dad's filtering software or how to get the Nintendo Wii to surf a porn site or your PlayStation Portable. That's the big kid. And the bigger kid is the guy who actually has passwords and logons for the pay-per-view sites. It's a lot different these days. And yes, it's not just teenagers. I personally worked with therapists in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who were treating 11- and 12-year-olds addicted to child pornography. I've had parents call after our seminars saying that they found their 9-year-old, their 10-year-old, had been involved with pornography, both genders. And if you have small children, there's still the danger, not just the threat that's posed to you and your spouse. But I had the parents of a six-year-old who had attended our seminar and thought they had time to wait call me up, and we found out that their 13-year-old babysitter, their best friend's daughter who lived just down the street, when she babysat their five-, six-year-old son, was viewing hardcore lesbian kinky websites the whole time she was supposed to be watching their children. It's very pervasive. We have to wake up as a church, as a people, and engage the enemy with God's word and with practical implementations of God's word in our everyday lives using technologies such as cell phones, MP3 players, and the computer. So we're going to start talking about that over the next few months. Something we're also going to do that I'd like you to be thinking about is we're going to have some question and answer shows. We're going to next week start announcing a web address and put it on the website also where if you have a question you think other people may benefit from, you can send it to us. Or you may have a question you really don't think would get past our kind censors here at ApostleRadio.org, but you need the question answered. You can, we'll have a different address you can send that to, and everything will be confidential. As an ordained minister, it, I uh, can give you that. I'll treat it just like I was doing counseling, personally, face-to-face. But you will have questions. So we'll work on those answers. It'll be about two to three months before we actually get to that. But be thinking now. and Go ahead and send them in. We'll compile them. And if you send a private question that I'll get you a response to, understand I won't give you an answer right away. Not because I'm busy, although with four kids and a wife, I do get busy. But if you send me a question related to this type of material, I want to give it prayer and research and make sure I give you the best answer I can. And that rarely comes from shooting from the hip. Just ask my wife. She's heard my hip shots a lot, and they don't fly. So let's talk about how bad of a problem pornography is for our kids. And I just want to share with you an experiment I did in November of 2008. 
we all think that if someone's going to surf porn or gather porn, it's when they're all by themselves at the house. Well, I did an experiment in my own home. We were watching over the holidays, over three days, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended edition with all the good stuff. And with my laptop in the breakfast room, looking into the living room at the TV, watching with my family, I told my family I need to do some work, and I had QuickBooks up and was doing some work. But I did an experiment to see how much porn could I find and access and download for free without getting caught. And there I was, you know, the computer screen was to the window to where my kids couldn't walk by and see it. But in that one evening, I downloaded over seven gigabytes. That's almost two DVDs worth of files, not movie files like you have for the movies. But that's hundreds of video files ranging from a 30-second clip to files that were 40, 50 minutes in length. They covered almost every type of pornography other than bestiality, other than illegal material such as child pornography. It very, very rarely had anything to do with a husband and a wife in a healthy Christian relationship. It rarely had anything to do with what could really be expected in a marriage. Because let's face it, pornography is a form of entertainment. It is fiction. And it gives us bad expectations. If we think back to the first Star Wars movie, you know, with Luke and Leia, the real first one, in all reality, at least one stormtrooper in the Death Star would have gotten a shot off that would have hit somebody. But they couldn't do that because that would have ended the story. They're entertaining. In the same way, when our kids access pornography, they're not going to see a real healthy relationship. What they're going to see is something stylized, something choreographed. They may see a five-minute scene or a 10-minute or 20-minute scene that took an afternoon, a day, two days even, to film. They'll also get ideas that they shouldn't have, such as for the 10-year-old boy up in the Northeast in the New York area that was molesting first and second graders. And when they arrested him and asked, where did you even get the ideas for this? Because I have to tell you, when I was 10, I thought girls still had cooties. But when they asked him, where would you get the idea to do this? He said, the Internet. Because remember that seven gigabytes plus material I told you about? I found it all for free. And all from links in the first three pages of a couple of Google searches I did. That easy. And if you don't think middle schoolers and high schoolers and even intermediate and elementary schoolers are sharing this information, then you probably wouldn't believe that in my day, whoever had Miss July in his geography book was was not sharing with anyone else either. Right. So, I'm glad you joined in today. We're going to continue to talk about this material in the coming weeks. Next week, we're going to really get more in-depth with this, and we're going to talk about why pornography is a sin. Because surveys show that many Christians don't see a problem with it. We're going to talk about biblically why it's a sin, how it violates Jesus' own teaching, and then talk about how we deal with this in our own lives in terms of understanding how it affects us in our relationship with Christ when pornography enters our lives. So join us next week, same time, same channel, here on Apostle Internet Radio, and we look forward to seeing you. 
Also, visit my website, KnightsQuest, K-N-I-G-H-T-S-Q-U-E-S-T dot O-R-G, where you can find out more information about us, send us email, and visit our online store where you can get copies of our Sex, Kids, and the Internet workbook and our Flame-Proofing Your Kids workbook, which is all about what God says about sex and then how to teach it to your kids, because I have to tell you, I was winging it myself with my kids. So thanks again for coming. Be in prayer for us. This is a ministry Satan doesn't like. And just remember, Christ has already won the battle. We just need to get on the field and take back the ground. Thank you. You've been listening to the Sex, Kids, and the Internet show, where we're not promoting pornography, but equipping families to defend themselves against 21st century temptations. Why? Because the threat is out there, and the Bible addresses it. The information and views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of ApostleRadio.org. For more information about Night's Quest Ministries, the producer of the show, visit ApostleRadio.org in their Programs tab, or visit our site at KnightsQuest.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your returning next week. Remember, spread the word. We'll be here. The pre- and post-production of Sex, Kids, and the Internet was engineered at Tucker Communications and aired on ApostleRadio.org. To contact, go to www.tukco.net.